Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for joining us once again. Happy Friday if you're listening in real time. Um, I got nothing for you today. We're just going to go straight to the song. Today we're talking about I've Got a Feeling, released May 8th, 1970 on the Beatles album Let It Be. This is one of my favorite um, tracks off the Let It Be album. This is just a good straight-ahead rocker that shows off uh, what great musicians each individual member of the band actually were. There's some really cool stuff on this track, which is, you know, kind of a throwaway track, if we're being honest, but it's a good one. Um, It's a true Lennon and McCartney collaboration, and this is why I call it a throwaway track, because it's two incomplete songs that just happen to, you know, kind of vibe together musically even though the content is kind of uh, uh, contrary to each other. But uh, it's an incomplete Paul song and an incomplete John song that both had been floating around for a while. And it just works together. Uh, it was first recorded January 22nd, 1968. Uh, on January 24th, they recorded it again. Now this is, we've talked about this. We will talk about it a lot more when we actually talk about the album. Um. They get together at a film studio, at a soundstage, to record rehearsals for what would be a live performance. When that proves to be unbearable, the hours are too early, the studio's too cold, they're they're griping a little bit, they decide to move to the studio, and now the film is just recording them as they record an album. So this January 22nd date and and, uh, the 24th, these are the second part of the Let It Be project where they're in the studio actively recording an uh, an album, not just rehearsing tunes. Uh, The recording on the 24th was actually the version that they were going to use on the Get Back LP that never was. So originally, Glenn Johns was tasked with taking all this wealth of material that they had recorded and making it a coherent album and um the album was called get back the cover of it was a recreation of their please please me cover but in 1969 and that would eventually be used as the cover of the red and the blue album um in 1973 but at this point This recording from January 24th is the one that they are using for the official release. Now, that official release never happens. As we know, the album gets shelved. They record Abbey Road. They go back to it. Now it's the Let It Be album. On January 30th, they perform this track twice on the Rooftop concert. And the first of those two performances is what we hear on the Let It Be album. So the Let It Be album is pretty much just a live recording of I've got a feeling up on the rooftop. And this is why I think it's a cool recording because you hear them playing live and just how, first off, how tight they are as a band. Musically, whether they're fighting with each other or not, musically they can turn it on and still they are a tight band with instincts that only a band has been playing together for as long as they have um, can develop. Um, and so that's it. Paul's on bass and lead vocals. John's on rhythm guitar and lead vocals. George is on lead guitar, 
Ringo's on drums, and Billy Preston is on electric piano. And the song opens with a pretty easy riff. It's not really a riff, really. It's just a groove almost. Um, what makes it hard? So they're they're playing an A chord uh, on the second fret, like you would normally play an A chord. But they're reaching for the A up top on the fifth fret. So you have to be able to stretch one, two, three, four frets to get this little riff out. And that makes it a little bit tougher, but not impossible. And then, so they're alternating between an A chord and a D chord. And this is a common uh, little lick. It's one, four. Right, you hear this a lot because um, it's kind of a bluesy lick. We talked about uh, in yesterday's episode the. Uh, uh, this is kind of that same thing, where we are going into four, a four chord. Whoops. But because we've still got it anchored on A, it's treated almost like a passing chord. And all they're doing is you bar the second, third, and fourth string to get that chord out. And then you hammer on the second string, one fret higher, and the fourth string, two frets higher. So that middle note stays the same. Um, and you hear, you know, like, uh, what key is that in? Uh... That's all they're doing there is just this one four alternating. So what makes this a challenge though is that by the end of this, when you are playing the D chord, you have an open A on the bottom, uh, the four strings on the th uh, fourth fret, second fret, third fret, fifth fret. So it's kind of a stretch, but that's all they're doing. That's the riff. Pretty cool. Starts off with just the electric guitar. Then the drums kick in. Um, you have a lot of 16th note subdivision in this section of the song. Got a feeling. Got a feel. Got a feeling. Uh, yeah. Got a feeling is a 16th note. One. I've got a feeling. Um. A feeling, uh, is a 16th note. There's a lot of, of uh, 16th subdivision. You hear it in Ringo's drum. His entrance is 16th notes. And then his hi-hat, you know, boom, diggy, diggy, dum, diggy, diggy, dum, da, 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 dum. His bass drum is one, two, three, four. And... So it's very, it's a very boom, ch boom, ch bum, ba, boom. Very 16th subdivided, um, track and then when paul comes in on the bass this is uh, such a cool bass line uh where he's doing these octave a's uh, all these little cool where he's mostly doing like upbeats
right? He's doing upbeats, and then he'll slide in a, a little riff like that in there. And it's very cool. The way he does it and the way it fits with the rest of the song is incredible. And then George is doing some cool guitar leads. And then when we get to that part where he's going, He's doing that same, but up here on a D chord. So that's like kind of a recurring uh, motif through the whole thing. So if you've ever wondered what Paul is actually saying when he gets to the screaming part, all these years I've been wandering around, wondering how come nobody told me all that I was looking for was somebody who looked like you. Tough to hear him say it, but then once you know it, it's clear as day. But it, the way he's screaming it is pretty tough. Um, so for the most part, it's just the A to the D. E, G, D, back to A. And then we get to John's part, and it's the same thing. Everybody had a good time. Everybody had a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's why it works so well, because they are seamless. Listen to this one full blast on your headphones. I've told you this a million times. I'm going to tell you again because it's a good one. And the stereo separation on this live recording is such that you can really pick out each individual part. Listen to Paul's bass line. It is in the pocket. It is grooving the whole time. Even when he's singing, he's doing stuff. And he's such an incredible bass player and such an incredible talent to be able to play the complicated lines that he plays sometimes while he's singing. Uh, George's guitar work is stunning. Ringo's drumming is very groovy and cool. If you can, if you can pick out the bass drum, he's doing some very um, intricate stuff with the bass, like on the second and fourth sixteenth note of a beat. You know, one uh 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 uh. You know, that's very cool stuff he's doing. And then Billy Preston's Billy Preston, and then great vocals all all across. It's a good song. It's a highlight on. Let it be for me. Uh, I wish Paul would have played it live when I saw him a few, you know, a few tours ago. And it would have been cool had the Beatles stayed together and gone on the road again. This would have been great in the live set. But we have it live on Let It Be, so we will always have that. Um, you have till tomorrow to let me know which Beatles or Kinks album you would take with you as your sole source of entertainment um, on Mars. Let me know what you would take and why. I am closing this off tomorrow so that I can record this, this episode. You can call me 925-494-1739 and I will play your voicemail on the episode. Um, that episode will be released early to people who are contributing to our monthly program. If you swing by herohabit.com in the shop, um, you will see where you can contribute just $4 a month. Help us keep the lights on. Help keep this podcast ad-free. Thank you to those who have already contributed. I can't tell you how appreciative I am of that. All right. Um, I will talk to you all next time. Have a great day.
This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.